0: Welcome to the Matt O'Grady Coaching Podcast. This is where Matt shares all his ideas on how to be happier, more successful, and enjoy life to the fullest. Please go to mattogradycoaching.com
1: and the thelivinggratitudebook.com to learn more and receive your free micro-coaching session with Matt.
0: Welcome to the Matt O'Grady Coaching Podcast, Coaching.com. Today, I'm really excited to have with me one of my favorite friends, Carolyn Flower from carolynflower.com. How are you doing today, my friend?
1: I am very well on this beautiful Sunday. How are you? I am good
0: too i'm i'm super excited to have you on because you and I have been friends for many years, and just to give our listeners a little background, you and I met in such a fascinating way um I, i've never met anyone in this fashion before, and it was a podcast we did am i am I right about four or five years ago? yep am I close. And um, Bob, Bob, the gratitude guy. What what was his um, brand? His
1: name, um, name is Bob Miller. Bob Miller, yes. Yeah. And it yeah.
0: was, it was uh, a fascinating thing. Carolyn and I get on this podcast where we're supposed to be interviewed uh, about gratitude because Carolyn is a publisher, a coach, a gratitude author, an author of other books of many things. She'll tell you more about later. Um, but so. So we're on this podcast and he's not there. He's having technical difficulties, but you and I are there and it's live. So what do we do? You and I just take over and <laughs> yes. we interview each other <laughs> Yeah, in the moment. And we have a great time doing it because we realize within minutes that we're of the same mindset and we become instant friends and we just have a great conversation, maybe 20 minutes in, right? He, yes. he comes back in. We have a, a ton of fun with it, and, and we have an amazing interview. And Bob was such a, a huge-hearted human being. When he got on, the energy shifted. It lifted up, and the three of us there, we just had such a beautiful conversation.
1: And We, um, we did, and, and if you remember, we made a decision that day to work with Bob Miller, and we created immediately the idea of an event that the, that the three of us would host. Exactly. I mean, it exactly. was that immediate on that call. We made that connection and said, oh, my gosh, the three of us really must do something together. Yes. And, uh, and here's serendipity at work. Serendipity at work. So. This is how this works. And, and you and I were meant to connect because Mr. Miller um, only stayed with us on, on this earth plane for a very short time after that, right?
0: That's right. I mean, he was, the next morning, he, he transitioned, right? Yeah. He, was, he was gone uh, the next morning. I remember getting your, your messages, and it was such a fascinating for you and I then connecting that same day and talking about it and just kind of being shocked and also strangely uplifted that, you know, we got to spend quality time with him on his last day on the planet in such a beautiful way to, you know, help people, inspire people, to connect with our passion, the three of us being such fans of the practice of gratitude and appreciation and its power to transform lives in the moment and for the rest of your life and transform relationships and and connection to source and everything. And um, and you and I still have this plan to do this um, gratitude event
1: that we know is going to uh, come together. Yeah. Uh, at the right time. And, and that was a gift that he left us with. I mean, who, who knew at the time that that was actually a connection um, that we would remain grateful for he was the walking talking essence of what gratitude is all about. And so he brought people together. And that's what gratitude does, you know, when you, what we appreciate, appreciates. So here we were all appreciating one another and look at years later, our connection remains and we have such incredible memories of that of that time
0: so true so true and and it's now we have worked together on a few different projects you've been my author coach at different points in time i've spent a long weekend with you getting um an amazing experience on how to move through a book and how to think about it how to work with it so tell us a little bit about you and your work and what your main projects are right now carolyn
1: um, my work has you know, the the career that I've that I uh, built, I guess, was really in you know communication and uh, promotion and um, the the underlying common thread of everything I've ever done I, I realize has to do really with helping people tell their story mm. um, and and it's my belief that every story matters so you know you and I have this this. Um, innate practice of of you know bringing gratitude into that but and because it's foundational for me and for you in the work that we do but my ability um to work with clients really has to do with um helping them become authors and, and then once we can move them through that belief that, that their story matters, because that's why most people don't actually write books. They don't believe their story has any consequence to another human being, and when in fact, of course, we does. know, right, every story does. So, so I, um, I, my, my biggest passion really is to help people discover that, shape it, uh, develop it, and then publish it. So there's, there's the becoming part of the practice that I have, which really involves a lot of mindset principles that you know I've learned over the years through mentoring with incredible human beings. Um, and then taking them through that, building their belief and then telling that story and then watching, watching everything shift and change for them because every single person who publishes a book is going to change the life of another. Now, I know that. Um, It it happens to every single person, but I watch that author move through that belief to the point where they experience that truth and then they understand how powerful their story really is. So that entire process is what I do. It's kind of who I am (laughs) more than what I do, but I absolutely love it so, so much.
0: Beautiful. It's beautiful. And I can really relate to that because when I first started working on my gratitude book, um, you know, I had a lot of self-doubt and resistance and, you know, who am I to write a book and who am oh, I yeah. to author and all this, you know, kind of, you know, who, who are you to shine kind of resistance that comes up, you know. Yeah. And the way I worked through it, and, and it's kind of fascinating, the journey it went on was I was I was really sure that, that even a, a few people could be helped by me writing this book, you know. Yeah. And I just held on to that. I said, don't worry about any of the selling it, marketing it. You know, let me just, is it true that I believe if I write this book, it's going to help at least a handful of people, you know? And as I started working on it, I, that, that idea grew, you know? Yeah. I know it can, you know, it'll probably help, you know, at least a few dozen people, you know, as I started getting into it. And then the journey of it, I said, holy shit, yeah. it's helping me. I'm, I'm going through this journey of writing this book and becoming an author and I'm learning more who I am. I'm going yeah. into the depths of who I am, overcoming this resistance. It was like the archetypal opportunity of a lifetime to see all of my fears, all of my self judgments and accept them and free them and let them go and overcome them and grow and expand from the experience.
1: That is, a, the, that is the exact essence of what writing books is all about it's not about putting a bunch of words on the page the becoming an author part that is all about what you just uh, expressed Matt because when you're called to write a book and that calling you know if people are listening they probably understand somebody maybe they've said to themselves oh, I got to write a book or this, this whole experience really got to get on paper. I, I got to write a book or you're somebody in your family or your your circle of influence says you really have to write a book. That's a calling. And it's my belief that um, if it, if that calling comes to you, it's meant for you. And it's not a question of whether or not you should write a book. It's when are you going to write it? But the part that's that people don't necessarily um, aren't aware of when they walk through that door of that decision is that the author takes the journey first. Mm. So that is the becoming part because you're being called not just to write a book with words to help people, you're being called to transform self first. And that's the part where the resistance, the fear of judgment, all of that, all those fears that are masked in different ways start showing up. And when that resistance shows up, then it becomes my role to to guide my clients through that process of not off-roading and not abandoning the project because they are right they are going to feel that resistance it's a natural part of the process so that the way you expressed it is is perfect because your transformational journey comes before your readers does
0: that's right it really does yeah And then you're you're on this journey and you're able to come through on the other side and then realize, wait, now I know my books helped thousands of people. Right. No, I know my podcast has helped tens of thousands of people. And you just, you start to, you get the feedback, whether I hear from people about the podcast, the book, et cetera. So I had the resistance no matter what, whether it was starting my coaching business, starting my digital marketing business, starting the podcast, writing books. You know, the resistance when we take these chances and, and we kind of step forward more into who we really are, we're faced with this opportunity mm-hmm. to work through it and realize that whatever this resistance is, is happening for us exactly against us you know and and then the opportunities are are just so available and we're just swimming through them instead of trying to figure out how to just get through to the next thing
1: and to be in that state of allowing because we're because when you when you become aware of the fact that oh my gosh I, i this is this is an opportunity you're also understanding that you're in a growth phase Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have children, we know what growing pains is all about, oh, yes. right? They're temporary, but you have to, you know, you have to feel your way through that. And you, you have to allow that state, you have to allow yourself to move through it. And that's how you get to the, to the other side of it. And there's no better feeling than when you uh, hear from somebody or, and, and we're always inspiring somebody, no matter who you are, you're, you, you know, you are always you never know when you're going to inspire somebody, but people who who listen to you, whether you're you know speaking on a podcast or you're writing a book or you're just simply having a conversation, you have such an amazing power to inspire another human being. So why not take all of your expertise and experience and wisdom and and share it with people, whether it's on you know on, on a radio broadcast where you get to share your story. Um, you have such an incredible extraordinary story that other people are going to hear something in it and say, wow, they overcome such such adversity. If they can do it, I can do it too.
0: That's a perfect segue. I agree with you. So tell us your story a little bit, Carolyn, how did gratitude become such a powerful force in your life? When did it start? What was the what was the you know kind of a, the the launch point for you to say, wow, this practice is just, I need to Do this, learn this, practice this.
1: I think the truth is, and I've only really come to the awareness of this truth in the last year or two, Mm. um, as a kid, which is when I started writing because, um, I, the environment I grew up in, although it was, you know, it's not a, a horrible environment, but, but it was an environment that involved a parent, um, that was, um, not healthy mentally. Mm-hmm. So my way of um, coping and understanding um, the day-to-day, I I was a writer. So as a young kid, I used to write every day. And I remember um, always focusing on what I liked. So I would write in a notebook. I always had a notebook. Um, around me somewhere, and and I wrote po- a lot of poetry as a kid, and I used to write things like I love my room, I love my friends, I love my bike, you know, I love, and and I didn't realize it till later when I recalled that memory that that's I was writing gratitude. I was writing gratitude as a coping skill, because I I I made a decision at some point in my young life that I was going to focus on what I wanted and not on what was unwanted. So I knew I couldn't do anything about what was going on in my environment, but I could do something about the way I thought about it. And so when I focused on things that I liked, the things I liked showed up more. Yeah. Um, And, and it's, it's, it's so strange. Sometimes we, you know, we, we practice self-care all the time. We just don't necessarily identify it and that was me taking care of me and we're going back to childhood
0: mm.
1: and and then um, I wrote constantly I have little spiral copybooks of poems and then um, as a young kid when I was in the fourth grade I had a teacher that took a shine to those poems and she had me come in and share those with her. And then she would ask me to write them on bristleboard and she'd put them up on the classroom walls. So that became my idea of being a published author. And I was only nine. Mm-hmm. So my writing was always my way of coping and understanding what was going on in my head. So gratitude has always been foundational for me. Um, we, uh, you know, 15 years ago, my, um, uh, my, chil- my children's dad and I retired our marriage after 20 years and we use gratitude as a foundation to do that. Um, after my father passed away and I wrote my first book and the book uh, about gratitude, I did an experiment for a whole year to see what it would feel like if I wrote gratitude for 365 days straight and, and I did and when i when i opened all of those and i sorted them a year later that became the basis for my book so uh, right we, we yeah yes. and and we don't always understand that you know what we're what we get what our intuition asks of us you know knows far more about what's coming so we need to just listen and if you know if you're feeling like i don't know how to figure this one thing out i have found that just simply writing a list of all the things I appreciate in my day to day and things that I'm grateful for. And then feeling those feelings, not just writing about them, but really putting yourself in the feeling of a moment in your life. Maybe you can recall when you were grateful. I use that strategy a lot where I just put myself back in those moments and it changes my energy. I mean, it it changes your energy immediately.
0: Well, I was just doing that this morning. So I, I, first of all, writing down what we appreciate what we're grateful for what we're thankful for who and feeling the feeling as we're doing it is absolutely a tremendous practice and even if you've done it like years ago and you've taken a break I find that just coming back to it, like now it's evolved for me. I used to do quite a bit of that on my own. And now we have like a family gratitude book. So we just, every once in a while, when somebody really feels something, you go, it's the book on the shelf in the family room and you just pull it down and put something in there, like a ticket to a show that we all enjoyed. And this was so much fun and put the date or, you know what I mean? A
1: yeah, picture. it's phenomenal. So there's
0: so many ways to kind of put that, you know, gratitude practice into play. But this morning I was practicing gratitude and I'm in a meditative state and I'm feeling it. And the question that came up for me was, can I feel that even more? Like, even though I was feeling good and feeling grateful and oof, it just dropped down into like such a heart opening, you know, freeing kind of a, an experience just in a moment. By that question, and it's probably because we were going to speak today, and I wanted to share that experience on some level, you know, that inspired it. And I, I just, you know, the the feeling of gratitude. A lot of people think of it as a job, you know, oh, I gotta I gotta count my blessings now or something like that, you know, yeah. like like it's so important to remember. Hey, we're just asking you to feel good. Like yeah. this, isn't, this isn't like this big, you know, heavy problem we're trying to help you you know oh you got it you got to do this really hard thing no it's the exact opposite of that right we're asking you simply to remember what you have what you've been given what is coming to you that that is going to be given to you in the future and appreciate it and feel good it's it's there's nothing bad about
1: it no and and the thing is you know people spend a lot of their lives living from the outside in, right? So they say, well, when I get this job, I'll be grateful. When I have this life partner, I'll be happy and grateful. Um, It starts with today, this moment. If you can't be grateful for the moment, if you can't be grateful for what you already have right now in your world, which is going to duplicate, right? Whatever you're grateful for expands. Um, So you have to flip that and look at it from the inside out. What are you feeling right now is going to, multiply into what you're going to get in the future. So how can you expect to be grateful for something that you haven't got yet? If you can't be grateful for what you do have. That's right. That's right. No, it's, it's really just recognizing that. um, And there's always something to be grateful for. And I get asked this and I'm sure you do as well. Well, my life is full of quote unquote problems or challenges or unwanted circumstances and they say I have nothing to be grateful for and I always challenge them to go back then if you don't feel that you have something to be grateful for in this particular moment which sometimes you just can't see it um, go back and um, I did an exercise at a a Tony Robbins event that um, he asks you to to go back into three moments in your life where you felt grateful and of course I went back into the births of my three children. And, and I could feel those moments. And I mean, that brought up such emotion that the tears run down your face. So if you can feel that good about something that happened that you can't remember right now, go back and think of something that happened that you appreciated or grateful for at some other moment in your life. And that's going to wash over you in such a great feeling. It will change your present moment feeling. There's always access to that great, great feeling gratitude is just an amazing tool that brings immediate results
0: Mm. yes i agree it really is one of those and and that's and that's why you know 20 something years ago when i was at the most uh, depressed state of my life uh i threw a louise hay book heal your life you know she's talking about how gratitude is helpful and i'm like oh yeah whatever yeah um, and I'm like, but let me let me just try it because <laughs> I'll am i try anything at this point. I'm so unhappy. And I was just eating lunch um, a few blocks away from from the ocean. And so I focused on the ocean. I, I realized that I could hear the sounds of the ocean. I could smell the the aroma of the beautiful sea. I could hear the seagulls. And I said, holy shit. And in, in a matter of 15 seconds, maybe 20 seconds, I had such a profound experience in that moment, eating lunch in the middle of the day, not even really believing in, you know, in kind of the surface conscious way that it was going to work. But despite all my resistance, it worked tremendously. And now has led to over two decades of a daily practice of gratitude, books on gratitude, et cetera. And it's amazing when we really, just are willing to try something and open a little bit to let that light in where it can take us.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when we speak of these things, I mean, um, it doesn't have to be something, uh, you know, when people think, Oh, I'm grateful for some windfall, they, they think it has to be some big extraordinary happening that has landed and befalled them. I mean, we we're, we can get into a whole other conversation about you know what you think about, you become, you know, and how our thoughts create our emotions and everything that way. So when you live from the inside out, it starts with your thinking and your feeling, and that actually brings about things that start showing up in your circumstances. Um, but when I when I wrote gratitude for a year, every single day, it was an interesting exercise because it started on January first. 2014. So, um, and I wrote every single day and it started with a little sticky note and, you know, you kind of start on the first day of the year and you write what you're grateful for. And then, you know, every day after that, the sticky note became like a bigger sticky note, which became like a notebook page. I mean, the, what, what we appreciate expense. Yes. Right? I, I say gratitude is contagious and don't like to use that word in our present, you know, world situation, but, right. but it is something that multiplies. So when I took all those gratitude notes out on January 1st, 2015, and I spread them all out, I divided them up by, by month, and then I grouped them by season. Um, because the front cover of my book has got four t- a tree in the four seasons. In other words, you know, pr- practicing gratitude isn't for the beginning of a new year with a whole bunch of things you want to accomplish. It's, it's a practice for every single day and and it gains momentum the more you do it. So I'm just going to read, if, if I can, just a few entries. Sure. Because in the 15th chapter of my book, I called it the, my four seasons of gratitude. So it was winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I just chose a few things for each one of those seasons to show people how simple your gratitude can be. So, for example, during the winter months, I had written down, um, of aware, I was grateful for the awareness of the signs and the language of new messages and words that I knew that I had to write. I was really grateful for our giant wood stove during an ice storm and power outages. Um, I was really grateful for heated seats and an automatic car starter. I mean, <laughs> I live, I live, in, I live in, the, in Montreal, so our winters. Um, I really was grateful for that. Um, I was really grateful for my ability to write through my challenges. I was grateful for my girlfriends Um, I was grateful that my dad was walking softly beside me because I could feel his presence, and I still do every day since he passed away in 2012. And then in the spring, I was really grateful for um, that my youngest son, who was traveling, was safe. Um, I was grateful for choosing to get out of my comfort zone. I was uh, grateful that I was in my happy place at the beach. In the summertime, I was grateful for my vet because I had two dogs, four cats and my, and one of my dogs got really sick. So I was really grateful. Um, I was really grateful that my daughter arrived safely on her trip. I was really grateful for new books that appeared in my path to teach me. Um, in the fall, I was, I was grateful for my dad's guidance. I was grateful of the awareness of the difficulties of change. I was aware of my purpose that was finding me. Um, I was grateful for mending fences with old friends. I was grateful for great healthcare for my mom. Mm. Um, And I was really grateful for Christmas shopping that was completed and done and all the plans for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day feast with my extended blended family. We were ready for Christmas. It doesn't have to be complicated. These are the moments that if we were to pay attention to those things, I mean, th- there's, there's nothing in there that I, that I got in the way of something material. There's nothing in there yes. that had, had anything to do with some big windfall. These were the moments and the things that we all have. So when I say there's always something to be grateful for, there really truly is.
0: There really truly is. And I, I want to highlight something because I was just working with one of my coaching clients on, on this yesterday. And it's, it's the absolute most important thing, I think, in self-development work. It, without this, so much of it is for naught. And that is remembering that we have the power to focus and direct our attention. To understand that by focusing on something like gratitude, like a better feeling thought, like something that's gonna be helpful to us, is the ability that the, the ability to direct your attention on that list of grateful things that you just shared is what is behind receiving all the benefits of that experience and remembering that we can do that anytime all day long.
1: Anytime. Any time
0: like we we just like we talked about in the pre-show a little bit, right? People forget this power of choice, this power to focus on what we want. You know, like something I do all the time just for fun because I love it, but I realize by directing my attention towards it, how much I'm helping myself is reading things that feel good and listening to things that feel good, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was our our cool morning jazz in Florida during during my author. That was fantastic, loved that. Like having coffee and just being on the beach and us loving this experience together, having so much fun and learning and growing to what I do when I read my Rumi and my Hafiz ecstatic poetry at night that just always opens my heart and lifts me up to, Podcast like this, like whoever's listening right now, directed their attention to hit play when they saw this, and there was a reason for that. So they focused their attention. Now, taking this information and now refocusing and directing your attention to it throughout the day, and actually putting these things into practice, yeah. is where the rubber moves the road for me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's applying it. I mean, we all and and you're right. That's what you want to s- surround yourself with. Uh, Jim Rohn used to call it. Um, the late great Jim Rohn called it bread for the head, right? Yes. Uh, this is right. This is just filling your head, your mind with positive influence. Uh, there's so many books that you can read, and and in, in, I'm sure for you as well. I get called to read books. Like I've got a library of these books that I've loved and 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 read over the years, and every once in a while I get this inspired thought to go to one of them, yes. and and I so I don't read books once, right? I study books, so sometimes I'm called to. And I know that I'm being led to a book that that is going to have something in it that I need at this moment. And what's super interesting is if you take books and highlight them, like I do, and you might too, um, you go and read a passage in a book, and there's no highlighting this time. And -hmm. you realize that what was important to you at that time, and what isn't highlighted when you read it this time, is because it wasn't... You weren't aware of it the last time so reading books over and over again you you grow and as you grow the information that you read now becomes important right. so i love reading books over and over because you know whatever what we focus our attention on expands i mean just think of the times that you've decided to buy a certain model of car mm-hmm. you've made a decision you're going to buy that model of car who hasn't experienced driving down the road with that kind of excitement And you see that car everywhere. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what you're focusing on just expands your awareness. And that's the, that's the, I mean, it's like the golden key is knowing that you have that power to be able to do that anytime you want. Like how exciting is that? Anytime.
0: It's super exciting. Super exciting. I mean, You know, I think, and then, you know, I have, there's a certain resistance out in the world to this idea and they say, but wait, you know, I don't want to repress my feelings or something. And no one's asking uh, you to repress your feelings. What we're asking you to do is to stop, pause, notice, feel where your energy's going, feel like, like if you want to feel sadness, you're in sadness, like your body needs to process that, your mind, your heart, like that's completely okay, completely okay. However, do you need to stay sad for the next two weeks to, to get the experience <laughs> and the wisdom from it? I don't think so. <laughs>
1: that's, I think that is the key to, that, that that's one of the, the major keys. And I know when I speak with clients and consult with them as well, they'll say, yeah, but you don't understand. This, this, and this happens. I say, that's, that's true. Those things did show up in, in your experience. So you can feel your way through those things because yes, you have to. That's, I mean, we're emotional beings. We have to do that. But how long do you want to stay there?
0: That's right. I mean you, you get to things,
1: choose how long you stay there it doesn't it doesn 't have control over you that 's right
0: that 's right and and you know I mean a few hours a day is like the the maximum yeah. I think you really need to stay in anything that feels really like it's like it 's holding you down you know the the wisdom can be literally, you know, taken in over practice within moments to, to minutes, you know, just, just kind of sitting with something for even a minute or two, but, but wholly accepting it and allowing yourself to really feel it rather than resisting the reality of it is where some of the transformation begins. Now you don't need to hold on to it for days and weeks and months and years because you worked with it, you accepted it, you you accepted yourself through it, whether it was, you know, some perceived failure or some, you know, real deep pain or tragic loss or whatever it is. You can still process it. You don't need to take years and years to do it.
1: Well, when I wrote uh, uh, Gravitate to Gratitude, it really was, like I said, part of this experiment that I did for 365 days. And it was on the heels of losing my father. Mm-hmm. And um, and the experiment really came out of, um, here he, here I had experienced what, what everyone experiences, loss. There was grief and loss and all of those feelings. And so I, I made... A decision that i was going to focus and i write about it in the book during the time where you know he passes away and then i start caring for my mom um i was going to focus my attention and look for things in that situation still to be grateful for so yes. i found you know uh what i parts of the book, I say, you know, there was incredible people that surrounded my mother and I when, when the loss first happened and, you know, miraculously finding a place for her to live and all of the, so instead of focusing on the situation and looking at it through the lens of it's a horrible thing because nobody likes to lose anybody. um, I, I chose a different set of glasses, I, I looked at it through a different lens. And while I was still feeling all the feelings that you that you experienced with loss, I was, I don't think that I felt the loss to the depth, I didn't stay in that loss feeling constantly, because I made a choice about finding looking for things to be grateful for during that time. And of course, what, what, when you look for them, you're going to find them. That's right, because they're there.
0: Yes, the power of directing your attention to look for them exactly. Right? it's yeah. always behind this this ability to choose and to direct our attention and And you're right. I mean, I think, you know, during some of the, you know, toughest, most tragic times, just like what we're dealing with right now across the globe on, on some level, right. Is this massive change and shift and kind of fear and stress that's been out there. You know, how do we now approach our lives through that, that lens, right. How are we going to meet that situation? what I think you're talking about is perfect for right now, because we're being forced or if, if, if you're smart, right, you're going to, you're going to actually find a way to deal with this better than maybe you have been and trying to embrace it, accept it for what it is. And how do I move through this with grace and gratitude?
1: Yeah. And how do I see which, how do I choose? I mean, I, uh, in the, in the middle of March, not too, too long ago, um, I had to shift and change my plans. I was doing another author retreat, like the one that you attended with me and we had so much fun. I was doing that again. And, uh, I, I, I had to travel home earlier than expected And, um, and I had a lot of feelings around that, you know, they, that fell into feelings that, you know, you don't really like to visit for very long, but I was, you know, disappointed and angry and all of these things that, uh, put me in a, not a great mindset. Right. And so I traveled home and, um, I think it took me about 24 hours to work through all of it. And, and I arrived home thinking, what am I doing here? I'm supposed to be down there and I have all these clients and I've got all these things that I want to do. And then I had to accept the fact that, okay, this is the way things are right now. And you can stay in this place of feeling uh, frustrated and aggravated. You right. can stay here as long as you want, but how is that going to serve you? and and your family how is everyone else going to feel and how are you going to feel in that state of mind so again i had to kind of take a look at it look at it for what it was and then find opportunity Mm. and that's what i started looking for opportunity and guess what what you focus on expands i started finding opportunity in the situation
0: yeah yeah that's that's it right and we're all uh, looking for that that wide open door behind us when we're acting like the fly stuck in the window as you were talking about in the pre-show, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: the, yeah and often uh, and the door is right there. You know, <laughs> the door is right there. I mean, we're working so hard with the resistance and pushing up and, you know, like Esther says, you know, going upstream. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're trying so hard to resist. And when we go into that state of allowing and we just kind of move with the flow of it, whew that's such, there's, there's such ease in that. And then when you focus your attention on things that really can make you feel better, um, you change your emotional state instantaneously. And then, you know, vibrational energy and all of those things line up so that you now become aware of things in a different way. So, you know, I found this, what, you know, what we're experiencing right now, I find a really interesting exercise in human behavior. Yes. Because as I look around, I see a distinct kind of uh, a group, I guess, that have the mindset where they're really, they're really in that place of fear. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, I just want to give you the tools. I mean, to, to get to, to move you out of that place into a, a learning place where you, you know, open your mind to some books and, and just train your mind in different ways. And then into that growth phase, because this is still an opportunity we're being asked. I think what's so uncomfortable for a lot of people during this time is that their routines are very abruptly uh, changing and they're being asked to spend a little bit more time with themselves. Yes. And for a lot of people, the busyness of their life is the distraction of having to do that. Correct. So now that you're having to spend more time with you, maybe you don't know you so well, And maybe you're a little, maybe you're just a a little unacquainted with you. So this opportunity is okay. Take a little bit more quiet than you're accustomed to. And the opportunity becomes, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much more about me and all that I'm capable of and all the possibilities that are out there for me. And that's a growth spurt. Yeah, that's beautiful. So
0: true. So true. I mean, the, the opportunities for anything we want are always available. Yeah. But we have to go for them. We have to focus on them. We have to take the steps, right? I mean, that's why I love gratitude practice too. And, you know, the, this idea of using a journal, doing it meditatively, really contemplating on counting your blessings and feeling them and, and making it, a, you know, part of the cornerstone. Of of our day, I was reading some Robert Emmons stuff. Uh, if you guys don't know him, Carolyn and I certainly do. He's one of the foremost uh, authors and researchers on the practice of gratitude and how it increases our health and our emotional well being. And he's wrote some really amazing books. And one thing that that he was talking about that that I never did, but I've since done, is a vow to practice gratitude every day. Mm. And I just loved that mm. level of commitment. You know, there's yes. something really beautiful in that of, of saying, I now vow to myself to count my blessings at least once every day. And that means you just have to think of one thing once a day and really feel it. That's it. That's all that vow is, but there's something really beautiful and powerful about doing that. And I'd never thought that that had just never crossed my mind before. I'm not a big like vow guy, you know, but, but I saw the, 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 the intelligence behind that of committing to something that is so good for us, so good for our lives and helps every aspect of our life from physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, relationships, abundance, and then also extends that to all the people we love. I mean, who wouldn't want to throw that rock in the
1: pond? Uh, Exactly. I mean, it, it, it transforms it from something you have to do to something that you want to do. Yeah, that you get to do. You get to do this every single day. You get to, it's it's like taking a daily walk or, or anything that you, that becomes part of your habitual behavior, you know, putting it into your, you know, your daily, I call it my inner wealth practice. That's what I do every single morning before I let the rest of the world in. I don't even turn the Wi-Fi, I, like I turn my phone off um, mm-hmm. until I, I, do the things that i know are radical self-care for me which is which is my mind work and how i feel for that day and how i choose to show up in that day and visualize what the day is going to be like and all the things that are going to you know show up on my path before i let the world dump its version of you know what is into my life so if you just take a few minutes every day to do that and direct your thoughts to what you how you feel right now and how you want to feel and, and the kind of day that you expect to have, that and alone is going to change everything about your day. I mean, it becomes how, if you, if it becomes how you live your life and it's not, we're not saying it takes, you know, two hours of your day, it's a very short period of time, but if you do it consistently and you, and you vow to do it consistently, um, you will find incredible transformation happen in your outside world so it, it can't not happen. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it can't not, it's law. It, it has to happen that way because what you focus your attention on expands. So you've yeah. got to be careful what you're thinking about.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the truth, right? Or be yeah. careful what you're thinking about because what you're thinking about is what you're bringing about. Yes. And, and there's a quote I read the other day. It's really simple. Gratitude is a powerful catalyst for happiness. Uh, yeah. the spark that lights a fire of joy in your soul and I had never read that one before it's just so beautiful by a woman named Amy Collette I don't know if, I don't think that's the psychic woman there's another Colette. that's a great um,
1: oh yes I know who you're talking about no that's not her but uh, yes I know who you're talking about
0: so yeah. so I don't know who Amy Colette is but maybe we should find out and yeah up to her and let her know that we read her quote on such a uh, a podcast on gratitude. She's obviously a big fan of it. But that, I mean, when you really take that one in, and and powerful catalyst for ha- isn't what we're all looking for, some level of happiness. You know, is is really this driving urge deep within us and it can come through all sorts of forms it doesn't have to be just good things for ourselves good good things for people we care about societies we care about for the earth for the globe for you know it's it's not just about you know wanting things for ourselves although it is that too and i think some people get caught up in that you know happiness is like selfish or something you know yeah and it's both spiritually selfish right because because that goodness is now going to shine from us and affect and help everyone else we come in contact with, you know, as we lift ourselves up, we're actually lifting up everyone else around us.
1: Oh yeah. And that's that, I mean, that is, I mean, there's, there's proven statistics on how all that works. I mean, that's that, there's scientific evidence as far as all that works. And that's why I like Robert Evans work so well, because, you know, he works with how your mind and how, um, Adapting gratitude into your life actually will make incredibly um, big positive changes in your in your physical being, in your physical well being. Not just your mental well being, but gratitude impacts your physical well being as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it can be used for literally anything, any aspect of our our lives. We're looking to shift. Like I have a, a, a or had a sore knee. Um, that was you know I, I did some extra working out with my son. He's getting so big and I'm having to chase him around the basketball court and <laughs> up the mountains and everywhere he's so darn fast and um, and so I, I had a sore knee and but my my right knee felt perfect. so I just all I did was I just let I I'd send some nurturing energy into my my knee that was sore but then I just focused on how grateful I was that my right knee, felt amazing. I'm like, this right knee is so strong. It's so healthy. I'm so grateful for it. I really was. And I was able, within just a few seconds, able to like really connect how grateful I am about that. Guess how much better my left knee felt the next day.
1: Because what you focused on expanded.
0: It's amazing, right? It's so simple. We can use it. Once you get used to it, you're using it all day long, right? You get news, you don't want to hear, oh, where's the silver lining there? You know, like like you just, it just starts to naturally unfold of, of oh, it's really becomes like you were talking about in the beginning, Carolyn, that lens that we look through.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you get to choose that lens. You get to choose which pair of glasses you put on today. Um, and, and I think what's so powerful about writing gratitude as well, um, you get to see how far you've come because sometimes, you know, you're writing gratitude and, and, you know, you're saying, okay, I gotta, I gotta take this time every day and I'm going to have this practice. But then when you start seeing the expansion of, of all these things that are now kind of these, these same thoughts, these same feelings that attach themselves and, and expand and, and more things to be grateful for show up. When you go back and read some of your writing from last week last month, last year, you become really aware of your of your ability to transform mm-hmm. It's like seeing this great journey that you've made so much progress on, and you could feel so good about yourself
0: yeah, yeah, without a doubt and and good about. The past, the present, and the future. you know as as much as I love Eckhart's teaching of, of presence, yeah. and I believe in it and practice it every day. I also feel like there's a certain amount of just understanding how our internal system is set up, and by no fault of our own, our system likes to think about the past, likes to think about the future, and that's never going to stop 100%. There's, a, you know, whether it's like making an appointment, right? Like like in today's modern world, we're not just going to like, you know, say, okay, well, we're, we'll intuitively connect at some point in the future, you know, and yeah. it's going to go great, right? We set a time like we did today and we we make a plan. So it's a little bit of future. We don't have to be attached to it or stuck to it, but we can Just be grateful, you know, for for this future thing that's happening and something comes up in the past, we can try to find what we're grateful about that situation, even if it had some pain in it too, you know, and in the present moment, of course, we want to practice gratitude and feeling good and lifting ourselves up and being inspired and being motivated. But I feel like, you know, there's there's no reason why we can't kind of expand it out in, in all directions of our life, present, past and future.
1: Yeah, because, you know, when you look back over, over the chapters, as I say, in your life, um, no matter what the happening was at that time, if you choose to ask yourself, okay, how did I grow? What did I learn? How did that propel me forward? You've now transformed that experience from something in kind of one category into another. And then you can appreciate your journey. Because, you know, things, it's not like things aren't going to show up, things are going to show up that you don't particularly want. Right. But it's how but it's how you view them. It's the perspective and the, um, I guess the energy that you give them. So if you look at them through the lens of, okay, I have this in my life right now. What is how am I going to choose to see it? And then every time you do that, you know, you, you're paving the path for yourself to, Think of things in a way that you're going to find something to feel good about in it. Um, you're going to feel good in your life because the feeling is the secret. It's how you feel is the secret. Ah, Neville.
0: Good old Neville. Yes, (laughs) good love Neville. You and I, big fans of him as well. And this is really a perfect spot to, you know, hit our pause button and get grateful for today with each other. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Please let everyone know how to find you
1: well thank you Matt as always I appreciate of course our friendship and I appreciate you know where where we're going and and how we can be of service and help other people Um, Mm -hmm. gratitude and and in a lot of different ways that uh, you and I can partner up and uh, and share what we have in common uh, with everybody Um, I'm easy to find carolynflower.com carolyn with a y flower the kind that, you know, smells really good, not the baking kind, Carolynflower.com, And uh, you can, uh, you know, touch base with me there. I'm on social media, but that's really the the place that uh, all of those uh, connections you can find. My publishing company has got a link from that, Oxygen Publishing. And um, we breathe life into books. And um, we use gratitude as a foundation for all of that as well. So it's been a real pleasure talking to you on this beautiful Sunday morning. And uh, I appreciate and am very grateful to you, my friend. Me too. I am grateful for you
0: that you're my friend. And we're going to do so many more fun things together. Please Mm -hmm. reach out to Carolyn. You will be glad you did. Thank you, Matt. Talk
1: to you soon.